Hey, you're listening to Big Facts No Cap Radio. You're live on the radio. Please don't curse. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Big Facts No Cap, the only podcast that's number one with ride seekers and hide and seekers. This is Adrian Perez in the morning with my co-host, Paul Kawaji. Uh, call Paul Kawaji. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's get into it. Big Fact Freaks. No Cap Chaps. Big Facts. No. Cap. You had your chance, you blew it out of sight, out of mind. Uh, shut your face i just can't take it all right that's about as much as that song as i know besides again and again and again and again i like that our podcast now has hold music for while i'm doing a little task off pod yeah while you're doing stuff you should have done before the pod you know what adrian that's a fair critique but i would like you to save it for our year-end reviews these aren't billable hours i'm telling you what Mm mm-hmm well, we're about six months, right? What do you mean? We're six months away from your year-end review. So it was a good time for a check-in. Oh, we're, we're doing it from when we started Big Facts No Cap LLC and not from the, like, the standard, like, You're going you to let the Romans, you're going to let the Julians decide <laughs> <laughs> when you, you do this? No cap. I know we always do this joke, but let's start the podcast from right from here. From here. That's actually very useful. While I also reiterate advice I've given in a previous podcast, which is, for those of us with Muslim friends, everybody knows the travel tip. You're not supposed to dry wipe your ass because it says so in the Quran, so you use a water bottle with a hole in the top to make a makeshift bidet if you're ever at a hotel or somebody's Ah. house that doesn't have a bidet to uh, stay halal. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's a tip that the Big Facts No Cap audience could really utilize to keep a clean asshole on the road. Uh, I've been listening to a podcast that is a political podcast, but they try to do like kind of a funny cultural exchange episode because it's uh, an American, an Iraqi, and a Slav. And uh, man, the Iraqi going in on Americans for not having bidets was (laughs) a really funny segment on the podcast. (laughs) If you poured barbecue sauce on your arm, would you clean it up with just a towel? No, you would rinse some water on it. Yeah, yeah, I love that argument. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. It's such a like resonant argument in my mind. I'm like, shit, (laughs) they kind of got me. They got me, dude. Have you have you thought about getting one that like installs in your toilet or whatever, like seventy bucks? You know, just dropping that on it. I don't like the ones that are very obviously not a part of the toilet. If it was like a nice mm. install, or uh, we have cheap toilets in this place that I rent right now. I rent a house, and the toilets are not that nice. I don't think it would like. That's why I don't feel bad about dropping a bomb in there all the time, just painting the walls. Mm-hmm. The landlord actually added a clause to our uh, lease renewal. He was like, "No more a Santa Claus. No more that Guatemalan kid. No more." <laughs> And Wait, a, where is your landlord from? <laughs> he, he's 100% American. He just speaks funny. When I was uh, talking to Phil today about um, like the fact that I'm going to have internet access like once every three days while in Guatemala because we're going to like pay for like, these cards to use internet. Uh, he was like, oh, so you're not going to be like completely without it the whole time because I was going to make a lot of jokes about like, oh, man, can you believe Will Ferrell died while you were gone? <laughs> just hope that you believed it. <laughs> um. But the question I was going to ask you is, do you think it's a little bit annoying or just how do you feel about the general trend 
of people blaming the year in a way for when people die. Mm. When it's like Betty White dies and it's like, God damn you, 2021. And it's like, what what a weird place to place your anger. <laughs> I thought we did that like 2017 and 18. And lately it's been more like, God damn you, 2021 and 2022. It's COVID. You, you're to blame for COVID. I, I also don't resonate with it. I'm always like, is, is that interesting to people? Like that joke of the year being somehow to blame? It doesn't really yeah. do anything for me. All right. Well, that makes sense that we're on board with that. <laughs> Since we're ranting about dumb things online, I was literally ranting in my head about something while taking a shower right before this pod. The idea of shower beers. Is that the most Reddit-brained, like, not does not live up in reality to what was promised thing ever? No, I uh, I think it's pretty dope. Oh, really? I, I think I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take a stand against you, Adrian, and say shower beers, Reddit-brained. They're not really that great. You could take a shower, then have a beer. It- Saving time, baby. Nah, you're gonna tell me that. What's next? You're not. You don't like. You don't fuck with road sodas. Um, yeah, I think. I think it's supposed to be a pre gaming thing, right? Where it's just like, uh, ah, we got a pre game, but I got a shower, so I'm just gonna fucking hop in the thing and go ahead and just start drinking a beer now. That makes more sense to me. I felt like the Reddit way of talking about it was always like. This is just the best feeling in the world. After a hard day of work, I hop in the shower and drink oh. a beer. And it's just like, I, I don't, don't think know if I've that ever done that for before. Me. I also, unless I'm beekeeping, I don't really do a job where I have to get in the shower afterwards. <laughs> I feel like they don't either. The people posting shit like that are definitely coming home from their IT job. <laughs> what I don't understand is I think the real men are like the Don Draper dudes who like come in from work already having a few glasses of whiskey and scotch. <laughs> And then take a shower, and because they're real men, they take a cold shower, and then because they're real men, they drink whiskey, which could use a splash of water, so it makes sense to drink it in the shower. (laughs) That opens up the flavors. I don't have anything to add. That's humorous, though. Thank you. Um, If we were were in the Mad Men universe, which is a show I have not watched, but I do know two of the characters' names, would you be Don Draper or would you be Peggy? And who would I be? Damn, Peggy, you know I'd be Peggy. <laughs> You'd be Don Draper. Yeah. Actually, I have two things for my media roundup. I have, Let's hear it, boy. Um, I watched The Lighthouse. Awesome movie. Damn. Again? Oh, did I go over this last week? I forgot when we I recorded. Wa- Wait, we recorded last time on Wednesday, dude. It's been like five days. Uh, okay. Four days, yeah. Um, um, oh, I watched The Witch. Um, oh, that's a very natural progression from the lighthouse. <laughs> yeah, backwards through his discography, but and it was awesome. I don't really have much to say about it, but it was awesome. But now I'm very excited for The Northman, which is another uh, Robert or Roger Eggers movie that's going to come out. I'm excited for that. And oh, and a preemptive. I'm anticipating really heavily the upcoming Genius uh, Netflix documentary that's supposed to be dropping soon. They gotta let Kanye in the editing room, man. Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, I mean, I don't know why people are upset about Kanye wanting editing privileges. That kind of makes sense. It's like kind of been footage of him throughout his entire career. I would also want control over that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm super excited for that to get edited and released. Uh, I, I feel like it's going to have a lot of really cool, rare, early footage with some big names in hip hop um, from back in the day. And it's going to be like Dude. really cool early stuff. That really early footage of him just folding clothes with a gap. <laughs> uh, hold on, what did I have for the rest of mine? Um, oh, so Phil and I spent a whole Sunday fun day hanging out together. It was awesome. And uh, part of it was him showing me some songs from the new 
2 Chains album, and uh, there are some bangers in there, dude. Gray Area was a particular um, uh, highlight for me. Um, old enough to be your daddy, young enough to fuck your mama. I mean, come on. 2 Chains, so charismatic. But yeah, it's fun. It's a, it's a fun little uh, little mixtape. Um, what else do I have? Oh, <laughs> I didn't watch Licorice Pizza, but I got Licorice Pizza this weekend. <laughs> uh, so, that makes sense. We all know what that means. I mean... It's a movie. <laughs> it's in Hollywood. Wait, did a uh, younger girl hit on you? <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah, I went to uh, I went to a restaurant for a couple of drinks and uh, some food, and the hostess told me I was cute uh, whenever she was showing me to my seat, and she could not have been older than like seventeen. Like she she very much looked like a child. And on my way out, she made sure to flag me down and give me her number. And I was like, I don't really know how to handle this situation. Um, That's never you, happened to me. What the fuck, man? Why am I not giving out these alpha vibes? <laughs> I'll tell you what, dude. You gotta do the cool thing like me where you go out on a Saturday night in Lexington by yourself because everyone thinks that it's going to be too snowy to drive. So <laughs> you gotta just gotcha. go out by yourself. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. She had a child with her when she was doing the hostessing. But based on the <laughs> think it was color of the child... Like- Based on the color differential, I don't think there's any way it was her child. I think it was one of her coworkers or something. Uh, but that was the first thing where I was like, "Is she older than she looks?" Or like, "What? What is going on?" And Got I was you, like, "You know what? You know genetics well enough to know that that child would have to be halfway between her and another person, and that other person would have yeah, to be I mean, so different in color." Well, basically, what I what I was thinking was like, if she was a pea plant that was this color, and the baby was a pea plant, a pea pod that was this color, there's no other pea plant that can make that pea pod. Gotcha. With her. I can't believe she was green and the baby was red. <laughs> She's like when uh, it's completely blended genetics. It's like when you have the black chicken and the white chicken that makes a checkered chicken. Oh, got you. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, a yeah. van shoe. Um, anyways, yeah, so I got licorice pizza. It was, it was so weird, because I didn't even mean to go to that place. I was, like, really going around Lexington being, like, everywhere seems way too busy, and I just want to kind of want to sit down and, like, have a drink, and then I was like, fuck it, dude, I'll just go to this random bar. And I was like, wait, Paul Thomas Anderson made a movie about this. I think I know what I'm supposed to do. (laughs) I think I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm gonna help you open a business. Let's go. (laughs) Paul Thomas Anderson normalized some things, and we just live in that world now. Hey, PTA. All right, you want to get to the theme? Wait, just because we we're on this conversation, have you? So you've never gotten someone's number like that before. Have you ever given someone your number like that? No, I haven't either. But I remember I was with a friend of mine who I think was a little bit more confident, I guess, in like high school, and we went to a Ruby Tuesday, and he thought the waitress was cute, so he took a sweet and low packet wrote his number on it, and as we left, he handed it to the hostess to give to our waitress and said, give that to that sweetie over there. That's what? <laughs> Why would, he what? did it with a pun that she wasn't even going to hear. <laughs> That's so stupid. Do you remember, was it you were, no, it was you. Do you remember that time we went to uh, Ruby Tuesdays with our friend? And uh, his brother. I didn't know I was going to start Ruby Tuesdays. Uh, no, this is Chili's. Chili's. Oh, sorry, they're this very similar Chili's, in yeah. my mind. Yeah, the Chili's out next uh, next to the Honda. You can't dealership. get the Ruby Relaxer at Chili's. <laughs> that's true. That's what gave. Uh, that's what would give me the confidence to do this. But he got the waitress's number, and I remember we were just like sixteen or seventeen. We we're like, whoa! You're not even saying the funniest part of that, which was uh, he like 
so obviously we left the restaurant Wait, and he did, went did, back I, in I mentioned it was like the, she was like in her late 20s and it was our friend's older brother who showed yeah, up yeah. and then was like y'all want to see a thing or two about how you, how you hit on women and then he got there were a couple of things because I remember what was really funny was he was trying to give us like dating advice and I was currently dating somebody so I kept chiming in with my advice and I was like yeah I'm equally knowledgeable about this and he was like Adrian you're already like dating someone you lost the game bro you're out of the game <laughs> Um, and so he kept making fun of me for trying to chime in with uh, things about it. But um, so we all left because we were just dweeby teenagers hanging out at Chili's. And then he went back to get her number. And uh, it was like five minutes later, he comes back with her number. And Paul was like, the most impressive thing is that he showed us like a 30 minute sex tape with her. And it's like, you weren't even gone that long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot I made that joke. That was a good one. That was a pretty funny Yeah, dude, kid. that's that's one of those humdingers where I'm just like, I rem- like I file away jokes like that, dude. I was like, that's so funny. Um, any other Chili's or Ruby Tuesday jokes? <laughs> <laughs> or uh stories i mean media roundup go to ruby tuesdays and get yourself a ruby relaxer those are uh, delicious i actually do have another tangential ruby tuesday story which was i went with my girlfriend once um and i don't know why the maybe it was because alex did that thing with the other waitress but the hostess decided to really uh um uh, I don't know what the word would be, but she asked if I needed a kid's menu while I was asking for a table for me and my girlfriend in high school. And then you still got her number. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> That'd be the real heroes ending to that story. I put my number at the end of the maze on the kid's menu, and I was like, hey, if you can figure this out, call that number. <laughs> and she was like, I, I, I do it backwards. That's how I know how to do it. That's a trick people don't know. <laughs> Did I ever tell you that uh, as a as a thing for mazes? Just start at the end and go backwards or whatever. <laughs> I feel like that's something every kid did, and it's just cheating. Obviously, the maze is really easy. I don't know. I like to imagine myself as an ant walking through the maze, and I just run my left hand o- along the wall, and that way you dude back finish. back to episode one. I uh, I remember that piece of advice from a Ronald McDonald VHS tape where he gives that advice. Oh, really? Damn. Any Anything else before we get into the theme? No. Here we go. Gas. Grass. Wait, let me guess the third one. Is it ass? Are we doing ass? Yeah. <laughs> gas, grass, or ass, baby. Paul, explain this to the audience. Yeah, uh, clearly me and Adrian are running out of ideas. So, um, this is what we're getting now. We're running out of gas. We're running out of gas. And baby, we got a lot of brakes, and we just keep tapping on them. Mm. No gas, lots of brakes. That's not even owned by Andrew anymore. We're sorry. Please go watch Channel 5 and unsubscribe from all gas, no brakes. Yeah, do you actually want to explain it? <laughs> or do you want me to oh, explain Oh, did it? we have anything to explain? It's just a Yeah, saying. I mean, I told, I told it to Phil, and Phil didn't know what it meant. Oh, it's from the 70s. It was like a bumper sticker that was big back then. It was like... Uh, when hitchhiking was big. When yeah. And you put and it those on latchkey your, kids. You put it on your creepy van while you were going to follow around the Grateful Dead, and it would be like a few. Nobody rides for free. Gas, grass, or ass, mm-hmm. implying that you gotta pay for gas, pay with weed, gotta have drugs, or you have to have sex with the creepy owner of the van. Yeah. 70s baby yeah when sexual assault was cool and funny sometimes 70s makes you root for all those serial killers that were getting big it it is kind of disgusting why can't it just be gas grass or delightful conversation gas grass or delightful conversation Mm. 
let me know where you're from, traveler. I love to hear stories from the road. You know, I, what I always wondered is, why, why was it never gas, grass, or mass? You just have to give a sermon. <laughs> gas, grass, or bass? Teach a man to fish. And he'll eat for his whole life, Adrian. <laughs> gas, grass, or brass, if you can play the saxophone <laughs> to entertain us during the trip. <laughs> gas, grass, or sassafras, if you have your homemade root beer. <laughs> yeah, so let, let's be earnest, you know. Uh, we're not condoning the phrase, but it is a very good way to set up a three-segmented show. <laughs> <laughs> it's not our fault. A three-part segmented show. <laughs> three things in that phrase, and we are a three-segment show. <laughs> At some point, we'll, we will do Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually tight. We definitely, that's next episode, right? Oh, for sure. All right, yeah. Gas, grass, or ass. Anything else you want to say about it off top? I, I guess there, it just felt like there was a bunch of dumb bullshit from, like, the boomer generation that was similar to that. Like, if this van's and rockin', don't... Oh, don't come and knock. And Yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff like that where it is weird how much inherent authority the human mind gives to like oh it rhymes it must be true like it's a saying for a reason like it kind of feels that way or it's like uh whenever you're a kid and you like notice that it smells bad and someone's like hey whoever smelt it dealt it and you're like dude i don't got i I don't have an argument against that man you're that's totally right i shouldn't have given myself away (laughs) honestly i do think that it was a mistake for the founding fathers to build that as a pillar of our legal system but it's a world we live in (laughs) And if the crime it's... rides, you do the time. <laughs> Oof, damn. Uh, yeah, it's just so funny how that, like, not only do they stick well, but it just feels, there's a certain authority to it that's so fucking weird. I guess it's like a brainworm effect. It, what it lacks, what these things lack in humor, they make up for in, like, virality of the fact that you just kind of want to say them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, you said something earlier. You sent me a text earlier today about how you just wrapped up something. And I was like, oh, you put on a condom because of the wrap it before you tap it thing that people would say in school. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just fucking it's fucking earworms and all in our brain. (laughs) Yeah. You want to get into my column about gas? Ooh, all right. Yeah, this does have a very prescribed order and we did kind of decide on it. So, Paul, you are up first. Obligatorily. Okay. So I brought in a Dear Annie Lane column. So we've had her in a couple times. This one's posted on OregonLive.com. So I'm just going to jump into this column about gas. Dear Annie, every summer for the last 15 years, my mother has insisted on driving 1,500 miles to spend 10 days with me. We have had some really fun visits, but now she is 88 years old and just had heart surgery. She frequently falls despite using a walker. Additionally, she drives with my brother with special needs, who also has mobility limitations. I am worried sick about my mother's and brother's health and safety because I think of so many scenarios that could happen. They spend six nights in hotels on the road and ten more nights in a hotel once they arrive because I live in a small one-bedroom townhouse. This excursion is very costly, and because she has depleted her savings, the financial burden falls on my siblings and me. I offered to fly out my mother so she could stay at my place, but she insists on driving. She has flown to visit friends and left my brother home alone, so I know that isn't the issue. I also frequently fly to visit them throughout the year. Another frustration is that I run out of things to do and places to take them during their visit because of their limited mobility. Essentially, they drive 1,500 miles just to sit in my living room and watch TV all day and go out for lunch and dinner. 
This week, I finally was firm and told my mother that she will not be driving 1,500 miles this summer, and I will buy her a plane ticket instead. Her reply was that she is the parent, and I will take the trip her way. The entire family opposes her driving, even the grandchildren. Any other idea how we can halt this cross-country drive? How did you feel about that list of, like, increasingly ridiculous things wrong with the mother that she definitely shouldn't be driving with? It was like, she's legally blind. Um, she's already murdered four pedestrians this year. <laughs> uh, I think it's pretty cool. You think it's pretty cool? She seems like a real Madame Foster type. I, I kind of like it. Oh, okay, okay. That's fun and whimsical. It's one of those things that I get is very tricky where, as an adult, it's very hard to regress from complete freedom to having people trying to limit what you can do. And I get that, and I'm sure that's probably part of the answer. I don't know why I'm getting serious so quickly off the bat, but... Yeah, this lady just had heart surgery. Be like, come on. (laughs) Stop it. Yeah, I just, I can see why it's hard to give that up, to be like, hey, dude, I'm still with it. I'm still a person. I can still drive, you know, and everyone else is like, not a good idea, bro. (laughs) Um, That must be frustrating. But yeah, I think you have to, you kind of have to, at a certain point, just put a halt in that and like maybe really emphasize the fact that it's about you being afraid of them killing everybody (laughs) no but about it's about it's a concern about safety you know i'm looking up various u.s city distances from each other just to get like an idea of like how far oh it's three thousand across the country right i've done that twice so i think 1500 would be like going from like new york to like what and i would drive 1500 miles and i would drive 1500 more it would be about the distance between new york and denver which is 1,561. That shouldn't take 10 days. Oh, I mean, I did across the country based almost like diagonal in two days. But, you know, she's an old lady. She got to eat. She got to sleep. She got to see the Grand Canyon. That means they're stopping about every state. That means they're driving for like three hours stopping. <laughs> three hours stopping for the day. Yeah, I mean, she's old. What do you expect? It's just how is this pleasurable for her? I guess she's probably lonely. That's something that they're not talking about. But she is offering to fly her instead. Yeah, what could be the... uh... Why would you not just take that? Yeah, why would you not just take that? I mean, I guess, like you said, it's a pride thing. But also, 1,500 miles, and they're paying for every single stop or whatever. Financially, the the flight is also a much better, like, deal. Like, that's... Well, insane. that's something I don't know. She didn't mention who pays. I guess it's like, uh, well, I guess she sorted it. Let me. She re- said her and her siblings split it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty ridiculous. You need to just say it, like it's not happening. You're not like, where's the money going to come from? Good luck. Mm. Actually, you can't. That sounds that like a challenge, mind. and that sounds like she's going <laughs> to accept that challenge. Oh, it's going to be like a funky. It's going to be like a funky uh, Judd Apatow movie where she like yeah. has to make money along the way with a special. She's going to be like first stop. Vegas, baby. <laughs> That's where I'm going <laughs> to fund this trip. <laughs> and then she's like next to some dude and she's like, I just had heart surgery. And he's like, oh, damn, I was about to offer you this bump of Coke. And she was like, let's get it. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm feeling this movie. We're calling it Crazy Granny. <laughs> Crazy Grandma. At some point, she has a sexual encounter with Aubrey Plaza. Is that Bad Grandpa? That's Bad Grandpa, right? I I don't know. I didn't see that movie. I think Aubrey Plaza has a sex scene with Robert De Niro in some movie. I don't know what it is. 
her adorable relationship with a special needs son does mean that at the casino, she gives him all the money to gamble because she thinks it'll work like Rain Man. And then when he loses it all, she's like, oh no! <laughs> I forgot you weren't that type of special needs. <laughs> Dude, the scene where they're, like, trying to get... It's a really important because they're trying to make it for her daughter's wedding or whatever. And, like, Pursuit of Happiness is playing while they're, like, crashing through cars trying to make it to the last... To the, to, to the reception. <laughs> Just like you. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm oh. on the Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, there's a lot of good scenes in that movie. <clears throat> we should stop writing movies that we never make. That's true. We're just giving this out for free. Have you ever seen Grandma's Boy? It's basically the movie we're writing. It's so good. Is it? Uh, it's the Nick Swartzen one, right? Yeah, it's actually not like the movie we're writing, but he smokes weed and his grandma's cool and she uh, mm. she vibes with him and his friends. All right. Uh, okay. I, I think with this grandma, ask the flight attendant if they can tape a wheel to the back of the seat in front of her. Mm-hmm. You're, you're doing second controller that's not plugged in. Yeah, I'm doing second controller that's not plugged in. Classic. Can we get her there, taking advantage of... Of the fact that everybody above 80 is basically just a dumb doo-doo baby. She's 88, dude. Yeah. That's so old. That's not that old. That's the new 40. She doesn't even know what computers are. Put put an Oculus on her. She'll be like, whoa, it's just like I'm driving. <laughs> Any VR headset. You don't even need an Oculus. You can get one of the cheap ones. Don't spring for the Oculus for her. Yeah, I don't know, man. This is uh, to answer the actual question. Oh, I just did. Why are you pretending like my answer doesn't make a lot of sense? Get no, a no, VR no, no, headset, no. strap it on her and tell her she's driving. I get that you probably work or whatever, and so like maybe that's why you need to be in your hometown or whatever, but why not just go to her? It seems like she wants to keep this tradition going, right? Is that part of her problem? She does go to her throughout the year, maybe like on the daughter's birthday, the mom likes to come to her. She spends 10 days. It does sound like a horribly boring trip where you're entertaining people by just letting them hang out at your place and taking them out for lunch and dinner. You know what? Shame on the daughter. Mm-hmm. Or son. I, I don't know which. Why would you move 1,500 miles away from your parents? What, you don't You don't call me? You don't love me? You move half a continent country away? What's wrong with the daughter? You know what? If, if you're going to be a good daughter and just let her do what she wants to do, my suggestion... Come up with a really good playlist for her to play while she's uh mm. driving. Yeah, it's a lot of time to drive. You should come up with some podcasts, some good music. Uh, let her like Tokyo Drift to RTJ Four. I think that's a cool way to handle this situation. Make sure she gets home safe. Wait, you think that's the problem? Like she'd be a good driver if she had the right playlist to stay focused. Yeah. Mm. First, you have to buy her. I, I assume she owns a PS Four, but if she doesn't, you're gonna have to buy one and ship it out to her. Tell her she can come if she can beat you in a game of Forza 4, the most realistic driving racing game out on the market. Good idea. Why not get her a self-driving car? Why not get her a Tesla? Yeah, those don't really self-drive. I hate to break what? it to you. Yeah, I've been driving it wrong this entire time? <laughs> so many dead children for no reason. <laughs> I thought that was part of like the AI algorithm where it decided who was most worthy of dying. <laughs> Elon, you lied to me. The one person I thought would never lie to me, Elon, lied to me. Never leave me nor forsake me. All right, you ready for the answer? Dear exasperated with stubborn mother, the first step is to try to change the way you view your mom's challenging position. Stubbornness is a close relative of persistence, a trait needed for success in many areas of life. Judging from your mother's persistence in seeing her family and the value family holds for her, 
I say that this is a great quality. Your strong-willed mother might not be easy to deal with, but it sounds like she has a lot of determination. I, not to stop reading halfway through, but like, uh, did something about that feel patronizing to you? Like, a, that way of describing, like, I, I, that really sounds like she's really scrappy. And like, I don't know, there's something about it that just felt, uh, belittling. To me, it's one of those things where you try and, like, flip around, like, a negative trait to be, like, a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like when, like, and I kind of hate it, but, like, when people complain about, like, hey, why are women nowadays being proud about calling themselves bad bitch or whatever? Like, being a bitch isn't a good thing. And it's like, I, I mean, yeah, you know, whatever. But, like, the when you do that thing where you try and take something negative and be, like, stubborn, I think that just means that she is convicted. Or, like, she's uh, a, <laughs> she whatever the word would be. Yeah. She has conviction, yeah. Now that you have a little perspective on the beauty of stubbornness, what's- <laughs> what? <laughs> what a way to be like, hey, now that I've educated you a little bit, you fucking idiot. Let's get to the safety issue. Congrats on offering to fly your mother out. That is both very generous of you and a great solution. Once again, we went over this not generous because it is saving her money. Yeah. Take Long, deep breaths before your conversation with her. Remember that stubborn people are hard of hearing, so to speak, so timing can be everything. Tell your mom slowly and very patiently that you hear her commitment and appreciate her wanting to visit. Let her know that you understand her opinion and value her persistence. However, you have concerns about the long drive. It comes from how much you love her and your brother, and you want them to arrive at your house safely and without stress. Try not to raise your voice with her, and instead tell her how much you love No, you should raise your voice. She's hard of hearing. <laughs> she cannot hear what you're saying. <laughs> Try not to raise your voice with her, and instead tell her how much you love her. It should soften her heart and help her to hear yours and her grandchildren's point of view. And that's it. Alright. Anything about that answer besides the fact that, like, I think we've discussed before that Annie's a little... A little drab. Also, like, I, you know, it's such easy lame advice to do the whole like you gotta have a mature conversation and it is true advice in a lot of cases but a lot of times it's just like the roadmap these advice columnists lay out for the conversation it's like what mickey mouse world is a conversation gonna go like this like this person is not gonna play along with your character and be like extremely pleasant at every turn you're gonna get frustrated with them your natural instinct to argue with your parents is gonna come like it's they always say it in such a mature way like explain to her calmly and reasonably and it's like when does when does that ever happen with contentious issues yeah the whole problem is that it's not gonna go is a conversation isn't gonna be easy that's the whole problem she's dealing with so be your solution being like have an easy conversation with a yeah i've had that happen like maybe a few times that i can remember but yeah it doesn't always happen that way i feel like advice needs to be like when the conversation goes south or if they're being unreasonable what level challenge her to that uh (laughs) speed racing game (laughs) challenge her to for the four you see we give real advice yeah that's true all right cool anything else Let's go over to my column, which there's a lot of different ways to take grass. Um, you know, uh, your ass is grass, uh, mowing the grass, hula skirts. Uh, if you brought in a column about hula skirts, I'm going to be psyched. What a fun twist on this segment. It, it's, it was not easy to find, and I did not find it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went with the basic interpretation, which is marijuana. So this is from The Cannabis. Um, a little question from the chillest stoner around 
here we go. This is the cannabis. I think it uh it's just a general advice column for people about weed. A lot of it is um I guess surprisingly intricate. It's a lot of questions about like what's technically legal in my state, yada yada yada. How like is is boiling water to make can of butter a myth or should I be doing that? It's it's weirdly technical. But this one's a little bit more just kind of like, you know, just a, just a nice open question from a really chill stoner. So here we go. Hey cannabis. I'm currently a senior in high school. I have been accepted to Indiana University, and I'll attend that school next fall. I see the huge opportunity to to liberate the world, really, with just cannabis and hemp. My goal is to be an executive in the cannabis-slash-hemp industry. I would like to know what cannabis businesses want to see from a school major so that I can leave mainstream America and jump into cannabis when I graduate college. My thoughts have been along the lines of supply chain management-slash-marketing. From Spliffly Student. Okay, first off, I love that. I love that teenager mindset of, yeah, I see myself as like an executive when I grow up. Like, that's my job. <laughs> I see myself as being like the guy who just like owns stuff and does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, cool, dude. Yeah, your your dream job is to be an executive. You, you, no entry position on the way to that that you're like should be maybe your goal. Like, no, you're gonna. <laughs> no, he's going executive. to college. He should be getting that straight out of college. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, Dude, I love the line. I see the huge opportunity to liberate the world, really, with just cannabis and hemp. Really, with just cannabis, yeah. I mean, they do that's, say that's most big wars, hunter energy, to be they honest. They do say, <laughs> it is big hunter energy. They do say most wars start because there isn't enough ca- cannabis or hemp in that country. Mm-hmm. So, ideas, Paul? What, what is he majoring in? Uh, supply, ma- supply chain management makes sense. Uh, a lot of people at Europe alma mater usc uh university of south carolina did international business that was a big uh yeah that was a big major at usc i I don't know if it makes sense for this person because the laws i think make it a very uh intranational business within a within a nation um intrastate business yeah um i mean there's a classic just be like a business major or just go to like i don't know um what other majors are there I, I didn't. I, I I did STEM. I was chemistry, like, baby. Chemistry. Ooh, you're right. That is actually like a much more meaningful way to contribute to the weed industry than chemistry. But that's not or what like he does. Horticulture, he right? <laughs> is horticulture what I'm thinking of? Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or horticulture. Um, that'd be like a way to actually benefit this world instead of being a very self-absorbed but scumbag. That's not what he's trying to do. <laughs> he's trying to wear a suit. Well, actually, no, a hemp beanie to the boardroom. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, man. I don't. I don't want to be that guy on the podcast. But this guy but sucks. This guy is definitely white. Obviously, <laughs> whenever you see the like uh, hit pieces of like the cannabis industry, see what the proportion of like people in jail is for cannabis, and see like what the business leaders in cannabis are. This guy is exactly that. Where he's like, "Hey, man, I don't care about that. I just love everybody, you know." And <laughs> if I can be a CEO of a cannabis company, I think I'm making the world a better place, well, man. I, I don't think we need to be too worried about this guy just getting the CEO job. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I very much. I think I mentioned them in the last episode. I don't know if this part's gonna get cut or not. I very much knew one of these types of people in college. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. and he got radicalized to the alt-right pretty quickly so i don't know what direction this kid's gonna go but once once I that mean, became a thing the kid i like knew famous, was very like, right wing <laughs> really famously like libertarianism in a mimi way can kind of be described as like conservative but i like weed yeah in a, i mean in a, yeah i think we're passing a lot of judgment on this person that we don't know <laughs> right now but <laughs> He seems kind of like an idiot, to be honest. Yeah, he does. He writes like an idiot. 
I will say this Indiana University, I, I, uh, I interviewed there for grad school. One of the most beautiful campuses I've ever been on. Mm. And the squirrels are fucking huge, man. Don't don't get high on the IU campus and then look at the squirrels. You're going to freak out, man. Those are some big ass squirrels. Yeah, I really wish that like it's just like, couldn't you be a more interesting person and be inspired by your love of weed to major in like horticulture or like mm-hmm. anything or like like you said, chemistry or hell, even industrial engineering, because like they do need like big drying equipment and like big pieces mm-hmm. of equipment to or mechanical engineering for the processing and manufacturing of these weed products like mm-hmm. uh, hell packaging science but like you don't want to be you don't want to contribute in any way you're just like me my role i'm the ideas and money guy hey. i'm the manager yeah. <laughs> it's like fuck yeah. out of here i guess i'm just at this point realizing that they're really like being a manager or a Wanting to be an executive is such a weird, disgusting desire. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't want to be too harsh on this guy, but, like, when the revolution comes, he's going to be first on the chopping block. Well, yeah, I don't think that's being harsh. I think that's a fair and uh, reasonable <laughs> assessment of where he belongs. <laughs> he's going to be first to the guillotine. <laughs> Le Madame Guillotine. Man, uh, I mentioned Mike Duncan earlier in this podcast, but I'm on the French. I'm, like, episode 37 on the French Revolution, and goddamn, such a... Such a wild revolution. One of the best. One of the best revolutions. In terms of absolute wildness at play. It's a good thing that our third segment is ranking our favorite revolutions. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, okay, so any actual advice for this kid? If he, if he came to you and was like, Paul, you know, I know we don't see eye to eye on everything, but this is my plan. Can you give me some fucking advice? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, get into, like you said, get into supply chain man- management. Marketing was his other idea. I don't think marketing people become executives any more often than any other. I don't think so, but I do like the idea of, like, Paul, based on the current state of marijuana, how do you market marijuana now? Like, who doesn't know about it and still thinks it's, like, dangerous and the devil's plant? Like, what's the current strategy for marketing marijuana? Oh, what's the next lane? Like, they've already marketed it to, like, annoying stoners very Mm -hmm. easily because they were already stoners. They've already marketed it to, like wine moms as like you know like in california it's been targeted at every sort of subgroup already but trying to think like what's the next big national to dogs like (laughs) is there cbd gummies for dogs that would totally make sense yeah i'm pretty sure yeah um feels like it'd be kind of immoral to give weed weed to a dog right like psychoactive weed like the executive they already like weed right like elon musk famously went on joe rogan they Mm -hmm. they they puffed on a doobie as the kids say that actually is so resonant dude every type of the time when i was uh she was totally spot on but it was a canadian co-worker of mine uh my friend and i were talking about uh doing hookah in the the break room and to kind of give a sly nod to the fact that she knew that we sometimes like to partake in the sticky icky she's like oh you guys do hookah do you guys ever like put a doobie in it <laughs> it's like that's that's not how that works lady but i love you i love i love your can do attitude <laughs> Well, you don't it's gotta like, yeah, know anything you, you about can it. Either. Definitely, you can definitely put weed in the hashish or whatever, and like make it really fun. But you don't just put a doobie in it. <laughs> I think you put a doobie in it, <laughs> which is such a cool way to say that. All right, so Elon Musk already a already an executive stoner, but you know who isn't? Wiz Khalifa. 
but you know who we haven't already sold weed to? Adrian, I'm asking. I don't have an end to the spit. Help me. <laughs> oh, uh, children. Children. You know who we haven't already sold weed to? Children. Except unless they have, like, epilepsy or whatever. Yeah, but then they're bitch children. I'm talking about the cool kids on the playground. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool, cool. I'm talking about the ones that... I'm talking about the, like, uh... I'm talking about, like, the Kyles and the... The Kyles Ooh. and the Kennens and the Curtises. All the cut names. Mm. All the cool kids on the playground. Alright, anything else about this question? Actually, no, yeah, I guess I am just interested in the answer. Okay, cool. Let's hear what they have to say. Here we go. <clears throat> hey, Spliffy. Congrats on your plans for higher education. I ask Kayan Kalatbari, a founding director of Denver Relief Consulting and board member with the Colorado Youth Symphony Orchestra, for his recommendation for career options. That does not seem like the list of credentials <laughs> that that person needs. Um, Kalatbari says... This is poised to be a massive industry, not only for operations, also ancillary businesses and Adrian, can you let us know what year this was written? I feel like that's very interesting to know about the kind of tone and language he's using, whether or not this person's being like... 2014. Okay. A little while ago. Khaled Bari says, This is poised to be a massive industry, not only for operations, but also ancillary businesses and policy work. Khaled Bari recommends studying anything used in traditional manufacturing and business because it's relevant to the legal cannabis business. In particular, Khaled Bari suggests studying distribution management and business forecasting. If you're interested in agriculture, Khaled Bari proposes studying horticulture and building your commercial skills by working with flowers and vegetables. Be sure to study greenhouse system automation, too. For legislative or policy work, Kellett Bari suggests a political science degree. When you're in school, be sure to volunteer and join student groups to develop leadership skills. You might find some like-minded peers at Students for Sensible Drug Policy, a national student organization with university chapters. Also, keep out of legal trouble. In Colorado, state regulations for obtaining marijuana employment badges require a clean record. People with controlled substance felony convictions or any other felony conviction convictions that haven't been fully discharged five years before applying for an occupational license are not eligible to apply. Awesome. So if you dealed weed before it became legal to use recreationally, you weren't allowed to sell it after. Love that. Love that, Colorado. Go fuck yourself. Kalitbari encourages, stick with it. There are a lot of opportunities. XO. <laughs> Apparently he's Gossip Girl. <laughs> XO, XO. Gossip Girl. <laughs> Call it Barry. <laughs> Gossip uh, guy. Okay. So um, interesting answer. Not really. Just yeah. He just he gave said, him a list of like things he could have googled. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was gonna be like some fun, exciting answer. Like the next thing isn't weed; it's DMT. Um. Yeah. I don't know, man. That was kind of boring. Yeah. All right. You ready for the third segment? God, this has this episode has real. I've been drinking since eleven a.m. Energy. <laughs> oh, I also had day beers. I went to. To Resident Culture out in Plaza Midwood. If anybody wants to uh, go back in time with a time machine and meet me there. If I'm one of the five people you want to meet from history. I went to brunch with Phil and then we got coffee at that girl bus cafe. And then we went to watch a soccer game and got beers. And then we had a couple beers. While we, or we had an A beer while we were writing this get some more. And then I came here. So it's been a long day of like very moderate. But, but like it's just been constant. <laughs> All right, so we have a BuzzFeed question for the ass segment of Gas, Grass, or Ass. We have a... And yeah, we could have gone smart with it. We could have done a thing about donkeys. We could have done a thing about after-school suspension. But what did we do, Paul? 
we we did a we did a BuzzFeed quiz called "Can we guess if you're into butt stuff based on some weird questions?" <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty cool. Um, so feel free to take it along with us. The quiz is by Cat Angus, and it's titled "Can we guess if you're into butt stuff based on some weird mm. questions?" Cat Angus. So Adrian, do we reveal if we're into butt stuff? Now or at the end, after it tells us our answer. Well, can we just go ahead and establish like what the definition is of being into butt stuff? Uh, <laughs> I forgot that we're like we don't really get dirty on this podcast. I don't think it's either of our personalities. Um, uh, being into uh, eating ass, anal, that, that that sort of realm, right? Eating ass and doing anal as a giver or a receiver. I think either or, right? All right, so we'll just call it. We'll just go blanket any any kind of butt stuff, yes. anything around the butt. Yes. Which I guess if like if you're really waspy and Christian, I guess that would be like a thing where you're like never anything around the butt. <laughs> and, and I mean, when when deciding on what we would make this uh, third segment about, like clearly gas, grass, or ass, like ass could be like there's a whole thing back there, right? Mm-hmm. To me, the hole is a star. That's just me. I know, the two cheeks are great supporting actors, but the hole is a star. So that's why I thought this quiz made sense. Every butthole is a star. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Adrian. So like I said, do we reveal to the audience now at the end or never? Never. All right, cool. Uh, Let's get into this quiz. Which word grosses you out the most? It's a very direct quiz. It's very obvious how it works. <laughs> Moist, panties, squirt, phlegm, fester, fist, chunk, vomit, or slither. Um, for me, I think it's phlegm because I actually know, like you know, I the connotation of it. Me, it's fester. Either that or slither are probably the two grossest to me. Really, slither? Yeah, I don't like snakes. Don't like because you're a real Gryffindor, huh? Don't like a uh, little. Yeah, I am. Uh, don't like little slithery animals. You don't like little slither? Nah. But I think I'm gonna go with faster. That one's grosser to me. I'm gonna go with phlegm. Pick a celeb to eat a hot dog with: Chris Pratt, Kylie Jenner, Donald Glover, Jennifer Lawrence, John Cho, Janelle Monae, Priyanka Chopra, Matthew McConaughey, Sandra Bullock. You ever had a hot dog? Yeah, I've I've had a couple. <laughs> I think I would do a Lady in the Tramp with Donald Glover. Ooh, you're right. That is uh I, Donald Glover seems like uh seems like he would be a fun person to me. Um I would do a bit where I pretended that I only knew him from his uh YouTube skit days. Where I only knew him from uh <laughs> Derek Comedy? From Derek That's Comedy. <laughs> be like Donald Gro- Donald Glover from Derek Comedy? Big fan, big fan. How how have you been these days? Anything else going on for you? <laughs> What'd you do after Mystery Squad, dude? I've been waiting. Dude, why would you want to have a hot dog with Chris Pratt? To be honest, I'm sure it's his favorite food. He seems like a real all-American kind of dude. (laughs) You see, what makes the hot dog good is the 100% beef. It's much better than when you just get it. Dude, I think if we have to give a close second, I mean... Not trying to steal anybody's wife, but Priyanka Chopra, obviously, she's gorgeous. But John Cho might actually be my second, to be honest. Mm, you're going to ask him about what it was like to be on set with uh, to be on set with Doogie Howther? To be honest, it's going to be really awkward because towing the line from, like, 
let's talk about stuff that I like and I like anime and being like, let's not talk about the uh, Netflix Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> like that's a hard, that's a hard terrain to, <laughs> to really find the edges of. Can you imagine having a hot dog with Janelle Monet and she's just like, oh, nice. You're a fan. What's your favorite song? And I'm like, I, I mean, I like the vibes. Can't name a song. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> Can you imagine having a hot dog with Jennifer Lawrence and she drops and she's like, I'm so quirky. Such a regular I'm girl. so quirky. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. We're both picking Donald Glover. Which emoji best describes your sex life? We got the eggplant. We got the fire, we got the fist, we got the kissy heart, we got the peach, we got the doo-doo with the smiling face, we got the sad tear, we got the tongue out, and we got the wet drops. Um, um I'm an ass I'm man, with... so I'm gonna go with the peach. I was gonna go with the peach. <laughs> this isn't one of those things where it's cute for us to be like, we're so similar. <laughs> we're so similar. <laughs> I wasn't going to do it because of the ass. I was going to say because it's like pretty rosy and very plump and has a hard middle. That describes your sex life, rosy but plump with a hard <laughs> middle? Yeah. The doo-doo one is really uh, scary. I don't know who's supposed to pick that, but I guess it would immediately be like, yeah, you're into butt stuff. It's like a self-deprecating thing, I think, to be honest. Oh, it's supposed to be like my sex life is bad. Okay. Yeah, not shit. not you're into scat. You know what? Actually, honestly, most most of the time, including apps and in real life, my my sex life really is just like the flirty emoji. So I'm just gonna do the kissy heart. Damn, Adrian. My sex life does usually require my penis. So should I pick maybe the eggplant? The next one pick is a tree. Ooh, and they're all pretty similar looking trees. I'm not gonna expect you to uh actually pick one or like try to describe them all. <laughs> So there's clearly a deciduous uh, tree. There's a... <laughs> Dude, these all... I guess is this supposed to be your bush, or what is this? Oh. Oh, I thought it was just like... <laughs> I thought they were actually just trying to make a point about, obviously, this is a silly quiz. Like, I'm gonna add something that makes it really drives home how random the answer random. is gonna be. <laughs> but maybe it is supposed to be your bush. I don't know. I'm actually gonna go with bottom... Ooh, bottom left or bottom right? Which one do I like more? Well, this is a visual bit, so just for to get you guys out of this, I'm going to choose, uh, I think bottom left looks nice. It reminds me of Goddamn Adrian! The fuck? I chose bottom left. <laughs> That's so funny. I decided that was the nicest looking tree. I was like, it's got a, it's got a, I don't know, like a little It's something. uniform. It looks nice. <laughs> Pick some food to drop on the ground. Sandwich. Spaghetti. Soup. Ice cream. Chicken wings. Sushi, waffles, taco, donut. Presumably you have to eat it after dropping it, so I'm going to say donut. Yeah, I mean, why would you want to drop soup on the ground? That's so much mess. Same thing with spaghetti. Your sandwich is going to topple over. The chicken wing sauce is going to get everywhere. Your ice cream, that's like the definition of having a bad time. Is like, if you want to show in a movie that someone's having a bad time, they drop their ice cream. Um, Tacos, maybe sushi would be a little bit... Yeah, sushi yeah. might not be bad, but I assume sushi is plated usually, so that adds, like, a certain... That's true. And also because, like, sushi is, like, it's so, like, fresh. Like, I don't want to add floor funk to it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with waffle. Just pre-maple pre syrup waffle. We're gonna go with that. Pick one item of clothing to wear for the rest of your life. Fanny pack, camo cargo shorts, speedo, cowboy boots, fedora, propeller hat, crocs. Fez, balaclava. Balaclavas are hard. I'm wearing a balaclava for the rest of my life. 
<laughs> um, I'm gonna wear a fanny pack just to keep my shit together. Oh shit, that's very obvious, right? Like you're obviously an ass stuff if you're getting the fanny pack. Pick a nickname for your friends to call you. <laughs> Moist panties, squirt, phlegm, fester, cyst, chunk, vomit, slither. I think squirt works for me, to be honest. Oh, vomit kind of works for me. It feels like a real, like, uh, like 90s grudge. Like, I'm the guy who hangs around the band that they kind of like, they like me because I do crazy things. Like, that's vomit. He's always like, he'll do anything for 20 bucks. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I, I could see that. And I could see you being the kind of person that has a nickname where, like, you get really involved with a person and she's like about to like think about like getting married to you. And she's like, you know what I just realized? I've never asked you what your real name is. <laughs> I've just always called you vomit. <laughs> okay. I answered and I got my answer from Buzzfeed. And honestly, I'm going to say, I'm going to change my personality. So this answer is accurate to me now. Okay. What'd you get? Because I believe, I believe the science. Okay. Maybe you, maybe you hate Dr. Fauci. No, 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 no. no I'm a liberal. Maybe. I believe the science. You believe the science. This is the I science. I follow the science. I like just a little bit of butt stuff. I'm not exactly buying cucumbers Ooh. and squash with a discerning eye or anything, but it, when it comes to butts, a little lick here or a little finger there is always a good time. Okay. How do you feel? How accurate do you feel that is? Like I said, I'm, re I'm changing my personality to be just that. So, so my, mine is, into, and this is in all caps, all the butt stuff. <laughs> You're all about butt stuff. The more butt stuff, the better. Your butt, other people's butts, in and around every butt. What's better than butt stuff? Nothing. That's what. Pretty accurate. Pretty accurate? You're, you love the butt stuff? Love the butt stuff. Love the butt stuff. I love it about stuff. This is my impression. This is my new character that I'm bringing in for the third segment. It's an Italian guy who's really into butt stuff. <laughs> My name is Alessandro. I love the butt stuff. <laughs> okay, big fact, no cap. Let's get out of here, Paul. It's been a long night. Big fact. If somebody tells you to get a ride, gas, grass, or ass, you tell them, my parents raised me right. It'll be, it'll be grass. <laughs> nice. And my no cap is, uh, next time someone asks you, what, what, in the butt? Tell them, the question is, who, who? Is in my butt. Deep. Bye, Adrian. They're in there deep. <laughs> <laughs> See you, dude. Sat up on the stand, told a lie straight to the honor. Old enough to be your daddy, young enough to fuck your mama. All the shit that I have done, I cannot believe in karma. Old enough to be your daddy, young enough to fuck your mama. Young enough to fuck your sister, young enough to fuck your auntie. I ain't messing with your granny, I just drugged the item Xanax. I'm a beast, I'm a dog, got a motherfucking addict.